is all about student life at Gonzaga. You'll hear stories directly from current students about their academic experiences, social adventures, real-life challenges, and the many amazing opportunities we have to grow and explore. Your host is Hunter Hauser, a podcast junkie and student employee in Gonzaga's marketing and communications department. I'm excited to have all our guests here. Uh, this is going to be a fun podcast about spirituality here at Gonzaga. Um, so I'll start to my right and we can just go around. Can you please introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Candice Williams. I work as a campus minister here at Gonzaga University and I've been working in mission and ministry for two years now. And um, I'm really excited to be a part of this conversation and hear from everyone. Um, I'm Emily Inkrot. I'm a senior computer science major at Gonzaga, um, and I've just lurked around mission and ministry a whole lot, so here to talk a bit about spirituality. I'm Ben Delnapius. I'm a environmental studies uh, senior. I'm excited to talk about my spirituality more in depth and excited to be here as well. Hi, uh, my name is McKenna Cray. I am also a senior. I study uh, sociology and critical race. And yeah, I'm just, yeah, super stoked to be talking today. Sweet. Well, it's great to have you all here. I'm excited we could get this planned. This is like the my capstone project. And I'm uh, really excited to have this one. This is the most I've ever had on a podcast. So this will be really fun. Um, anyways, let's get right into it. So Candice and I have had a little bit of planning, one meeting and a lot of emails uh, to get this all figured out. So I'm super excited. Uh, so let's dive into it. Here at Gonzaga, we identify as like a Jesuit institution, but I feel like we all have our own spirituality and how we identify with our own faiths. So just going around the room, how would you describe your faith and or spiritual practice? Like even after coming to Gonzaga, maybe before Gonzaga, like... Where do you look at yourself now when you're looking at words? Open to anybody. Feel free to jump in. That's a that's a that's a tough one to stew on. I have to. Um, okay, so uh, um, I think that my spirit. I'm non-religious. Uh, I grew up in a household that didn't necessarily practice any sort of particular religion. Um, I am spiritual, I would say, and kind of how my spirituality manifests is that I find nature to have divinity and sacredness. Um, and uh, I don't know, just every time I am in the outdoors, whether that be hiking, whether that just be kayaking, I, mean, I don't know, existing somewhere in the outdoors, I find God's spirit or um, just energy that I really connect to. Well, yeah, uh, well, for me, I was raised Jewish, so I have some sort of uh, semblance in that. I'm part of Gonzaga's Jewish club as well. I believe I'm the cultural representative. There's no definitive um, title on that. It's just something I was appointed to. Uh, I, but during like my years in high school, I got really into Buddhism and transcendentalism, which transcendentalism is kind of a bit ironic considering that it denies all like religion and instead of finding God through your own personal knowledge and understanding of the, of the world and the environment you're in. So um, I got super into like environmental issues through that. Super cool. Yeah, um, I these days I'm calling myself Christianish. Um, mm. It's kind of a fun, weird experience at the moment. Um, but for Gonzaga, um, very strong Catholic. Um, I was actually for a time debating whether or not I wanted to become a nun. Like I was really um, all in with Catholicism, and then throughout the course of my time at Gonzaga, that's kind of shifted and changed a little bit. So now I'm, you know, still have a lot of love for Catholicism, but um, it's just kind of shifted to. Be a little different, uh, a little unique, so Christianish. <laughs> you you want to go or you want me to go? 
<laughs> I, I mean, I sure I can go. Yeah, um, I'll go last. Yeah. Uh, so I I'm a Christian. I was kind of raised in. I went to a Baptist church growing up, and then um, a lot of the churches I ended up going to were non-denominational or more evangelical Christian. Um, and I think during around high school, started realizing, oh, like there's people who don't even believe in God and I didn't even know that was an option so because <laughs> I went to public high school and I was like oh I didn't know this was a thing and so then I was like maybe I need to ask more questions and investigate more and then I went to a Jesuit college and I had never even I'd always been told like Catholics weren't Christian all my life and then I was like wait they are and then um, so and that was a whole learning process and even during college I was more so exploring and not really tying myself down to any particular religion but um then after college, I started to want to investigate more for myself and figure out what I believed in. Um, I still found Jesus really compelling, and so that's why I, I consider myself a Christian. And um, I thought that the way I experienced um, theology and ministry in college was something I wanted to get back into because it allowed me the space to explore in my coursework. I would take like Christian marriage and sexuality. I took world religions as an undergrad and also got stuck with Old Testament. <laughs> but, you know, it was still all really good in terms of forming like, oh, yeah, like what do I believe? What do I question? What do I run up against? Um, and so, yeah, today, just to describe it, yeah, I'm a Christian. <laughs> Beautifully put. Um, yeah, I guess for me, it's kind of similar things going on. Um, I was baptized Catholic as a child, uh, and then I was raised Christian, mainly just like Protestant, you know, Presbyterian, all that stuff, whatever's in town kind of thing. Uh, went to that kind of my whole entire childhood. Parents read the Bible to me, and as I got older, I just like... Uh, like I wasn't finding the um, the spirituality in it. Like it wasn't hitting what I needed it to hit. Like, um, and so I I don't cons I consider myself a spiritual person. Like like you're saying, like nature. Like when I'm out in nature, just experiencing it, I feel a, a sense of spirituality. And uh, one thing that I like to mention is um, like a a transcendent experience is. A good word that I like to associate with spirituality is because not everyone uh, thinks of spirituality in the sense that it's a religious experience or something related to religion. So maybe something that's like an out-of-body experience, something that is transcendent, can also speak to you in that type of way. Um, but regardless, in this context, for myself, I would say it would be a spiritual experience. And uh, I've obviously battled with my religious context my entire life. but. I kind of end up where I'm more of like a, a deist in a sense, where I have a sensibility of a higher power, but it's hard for me to acknowledge it as like a single being. Um, and there's just so much that goes into that. So being here at, Jes at Jesuit Institution, seeing all the, the great things that we can do and taking classes, like I took the Hebrew Bible, which is the Old Testament, and then I took the New Testament. I read both. You know, it's you uh, you discover a lot of it and like going through it. And I just still see myself as like a deist. I see a higher power, but I have spiritual experiences other ways rather than connecting with scripture. And that's how I personally go about my spirituality. Uh, rolling into the next question, because we're, it's it's a hot topic right now. Um, how would you define spirituality? Like, not like a textbook definition. Like, if I said, hey, what's spirituality to you? How would you define it? Tough one. Mm -hmm. I think um, I'll just get, get it off my chest right now. But I think it, spirituality to me is something that just like you can recognize it's beyond yourself. Like, um, like a saying, if, if I'm in nature, just look up at the sky on like a dark night, just there by yourself, you recognize there's something beyond yourself. Like there is a force or there is a person or there is a, there is, um, some type of experience out there that you will never personally be able to explain. And you can recognize that as, um, something that you identify with as spirituality in my experience. That's what I would say spirituality is to me rather than 
connecting it to something I can read or the past or yeah that's how I define it I would say like to me it's like how we connect to and understand the divine whether that's like god for me or if that's like maybe nature or if that's you know the universe is one that i have a dear friend who's always like oh yeah the universe um i feel like that connection to something sort of like what you said that is beyond you um but still is like definitely something that is reaching out and touching your spirit um spirituality to me is how we kind of can make that connection not to something that's greater than ourselves Hmm. I think when I think of spirituality, I think it's like almost synonymous with um, like intimacy. And uh, I think um, the practice of it is very personal. Like when I, uh, at least for me, when I, when I talk about my spirituality, I don't really have like a sense of community. It's more of like my relationship with whatever is above or below. Um, but I, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's really funnels into this idea of, um, relationality to yourself as, um, and not as much as with like other people. I think it's a very like personal experience. Oh, for me, it's probably just the idea of like interconnectedness between space like place and just your surroundings and people within that. Uh, I think based on what I've been exposed to, uh, the spirituality is just, I think has infinite possibility of being whatever really speaks to you and whatever you want to make sense of the world as. I think that's pretty good sense of it. Awesome. Um, that I kind of want to like dive into. I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce around a little bit here. That's where the fun of a podcast is because you can just throw stuff out there, come back to it. Um, so I feel like we have a sense of spirituality here at Gonzaga. How we identify with ourselves as a Gonzaga student. Um, so like pre Gonzaga, your notions that you had. I know Emily, you spoke. You're on this mm-hmm. Christianish journey. Um, what values did you have before Gonzaga and then looking at Gonzaga said you know I think I would be a good fit there for myself my spiritual reasons uh, lack of spiritual reasons like why did GU's values align with yours Um, I can start us off I feel like I mentioned like I was like very strongly Catholic um, and that was in high school like that was a big part of what gave me comfort and like a sense of community and belonging um, when high school was sometimes a little rough. Um, And I think that was something that going into my college search specifically, I was very much looking for at school. Like I wanted a place where I I knew that there was going to be some kind of community like the one I was leaving behind um, because I knew that that was going to help make a home for me in a place that was new um, and far from my family and my friends and all that. So. Um, it was definitely something I was looking for. I don't know that I really looked much into what it meant to be a Jesuit institution or really any of the details. I was just like, ah, yeah, Catholic school, very cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then, and then showing up here, I've just been kind of blown away by the way that it has changed the way that I view my faith. Um, I'm not sure if that's something we want to go Yeah, so here. I'll actually dig a little deeper. I'm gonna probe at you here. Um, so you explained how like Catholic school, super cool. And your journey through religion has Gonzaga um, changed your view on Catholicism in a positive or a negative way? Yes, <laughs> uh, both, definitely both. Um, I think, I mean, the one thing that jumps out to me the most is um, I think right now I am closer with God than I have ever been. Um, I also think I am more distant from the church than I have ever been. Um, I think Gonzaga and specifically some of the retreats here um, that I've been on and some of the small groups that I've been in have really helped me like highlight um, the places where maybe my 
spirituality was more about like, okay, following a strict set of rules or following along with like what should be done as opposed to like this concept of an all loving God that loves you unconditionally and wants the best for you and everybody else. Um, so I think Gonzaga has played a pretty major role in making that more of the core of my theology, um, which has had some pretty great changes, um, but also has definitely, you know, thrown some things into tension for me, uh, but a, a healthy tension. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Playing off of that, I one of the reasons I feel like I came to Gonzaga was I obviously wasn't super religious and it wasn't because uh, it was a Catholic school. Honestly, when I found out it was a Catholic school, I could have cared less. But mm-hmm. the values that it laid out on the table beyond just Catholicism and what it highlighted as a human being, I think spoke to me a lot more than the religious aspect of it. And I think obviously Catholicism brings some of those aspects to Gonzaga and it makes it the institution it is. But I feel like they they go beyond what is expected out of the religion itself. As, as a Jesuit Catholic religion, it's not cut and dry like that's the things we're gonna they, they look at the humanistic parts of it and that's what really appealed to me and i think going through my four years now they've done a very good job at that um i'm gonna give a quick shout out to my core integration seminar professor tom Jeannot. uh super great at looking at all sides of like a, a the religious argument um because I feel like in that class, we knock on Catholicism pretty hard, mm. extremely hard. We we beat it down pretty bad, but I think we can all look at some of the intrinsic values that are behind it and the things that it establishes and like why um, the things that we can do to be a better person and help the people around us. And I think Gonzaga kind of exemplifies that beyond just like presenting it through a religious lens. Um, so that's like why some of my values aligned is because personally I have them and I can look at them beyond just this is a religious value. This is a value that is good as a human being. So. Hunter, I wonder, so what value has it held that you get to have that type of conversation in the classroom? Because, right, because of Gonzaga's part of its identity as a religious institution that is a part of the class somehow and the conversation. Um, Yeah, what has that added or taken away for any of you? Yeah, I would say for me, uh, it's added like, honestly, (laughs) the, the religious portion to Gonzaga in the classroom for that class specifically has added tension. And I think mm-hmm. uh, Emily spoke to this before is that it is a point of tension for almost everybody because people are either struggling with how they identify religiously or they don't want to conflict with people that are confident in their religious values. But I feel like the way it works well for us in that classroom is that how I was saying before is if we look at the values as religious values, it's a point of tension. But if we can take a step back and look at them as a humanistic value, why we're approaching this for us to be better human beings, then we're growing through that conversation. And we're looking at it in a much broader lens and maybe looking at the things that religion presents that are beneficial regardless of the religion, regardless of Catholicism, uh, Judaism, Buddhism, uh, what we can do to strive to be better. And I mean, if you look at the mission statement, they have all of these things laid out for us to be better people. And I think if you break it down into sentences, you can separate the religion from those statements and then reflect on those and build throughout those without necessarily having to, I don't know, delve yourself into some other part of your life that maybe you're not so in tone with. I really think too that it's it's definitely the students that make the experience here. Uh, just with how I'm thinking of this is just all of the different multicultural and uh, like religious and like ethno religion that uh, gets displayed. 
um, at Gonzaga and just like the freedom to like express yourself or find some community and not feel so like isolated in that too is really great. I think that really helps structure just sort of the um, like that even coinciding with like how the mission statement structure too, just making sure we all help hold each other accountable and build each other up um, and make our own community like safer and better, more, um, yeah, just like more diverse, I think is just how I've, I've seen it here. I know like I was raised secular Jew and uh, I know uh, through like the club here and just my experiences with other secular students um, from all different backgrounds and everything we've like found ways to like leave our mark or leave some kind of like um, goodwill onto like the campus or like what we're doing to structure like the the future of Gonzaga as well. Yeah, um, to kind of pedal back to that like first initial question of like coming into Gonzaga, right? Um, to be completely frank and honest, I was apprehensive to go to Gonzaga. Um, and just for a little bit of context, I went to private Catholic school for a really long time. Um, I think it was like kindergarten through uh, 10th grade. And in my elementary school uh, at my parish, there were molesting priests. And um, so I have a lot of trauma with Catholicism. I have a lot of um, like pain, it's source of pain. And so like, I was like, do I really want to go to another school that has this uh, institution and these like nested systems with that and the complications that come with Catholicism? And I really had to interrogate that. Um, but yeah, drawing back to the mission statement though, um, I do, in, in, in like uh, reading it and um, overall the, what I kind of got from it was these expressions of kindness and yeah, goodwill, exactly what Ben was talking about. And, um, and I think those are tenets of, you know, Christian beliefs, which I really appreciate and love. And, um, but I think also those are tenets of, you know, a ton of other beliefs. And um, I don't know, I, I think that mission, I think for a lot of us, we were drawn to um, come here. And uh, I, I totally, through the people, as Ben said, you kind of see that acted out. But um, I don't know. I, yeah, I was, I was really apprehensive to come here. I was really kind of scared. But um, so far, so good. <laughs> uh, so far, so good. Um, and yeah, I don't know what that kind of looks like right now for me. Um, I was on a commission uh, that addressed the sex abuse um, that happened here um, and, and what to follow through and how reconciliation looks like and stuff. And maybe I can get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I totally answered that, but those are just kind of the feelings. A half to bake thought, as you say. Um, <laughs> To, to that question. Yeah, and if we're keeping it honest here, um, I was not drawn to Gonzaga in any way. I kind of just happened upon it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I kind of, it was not an accident applying here, but I didn't realize it was a Catholic school. When I, um, I found that as I was finished with the application, I looked at Gonzaga's website more, and I'm like, oh, wait, it's a private Catholic Jesuit institution, yeah. uh, which I have no problem with. So, and so, you know, I, I'm a transfer student, and this this change was definitely worth it for me. I think in terms of, like, finding or redefining spirituality here for me, um, that's sort of somewhat mostly taken outside of Gonzaga, mm. or I've done things about reaffirming my own spirituality that Gonzaga has helped me in a weird roundabout way with. Like I went to New Zealand for a semester and that was incredible. And I only got there because of the study abroad program at Gonzaga and then like the Jewish club, while not directly like part of like the 
whole like Catholic base at Gonzaga, I've really like made really good connections and friends and redefined like a lot of um, ideas of like being like ethnically Jewish as mm-hmm. well as like religiously, like culturally as well uh, as part of like the the really great like Jewish staff and everything here. Shout out to Rabbi Elizabeth Goldstein. Yeah, um, Rabbi Goldstein. Yeah, so yeah, I think that that's what that is for me. Awesome. And that actually kind of pivots to our next uh, topic here was from Gonzaga, how has like this period of life grown or, you know, we've, we also kind of already went into this, but grown or changed your view on your own spirituality. And I want to highlight one thing uh, that you said earlier is that the students here are a huge factor in that. Um, I feel like the, the people you surround yourself with has a big influence on your spirituality and how you view it and establishing those core tenets you want to live by. You know, you surround the people, you surround yourself with the people you want to be like. Um, and I feel like we surround ourselves with good people here at Gonzaga. So um, in a sense, just looking at it from that lens is people I surround myself with, where I am every day, who I interact with, I feel like my spirituality has grown um, just because of the community that I involve myself with. I think the busyness of college, I have been really divorced from my spirituality. Um, I feel like I have no time of the day. <laughs> when I hit the bed, I am like in the bed, right? Um, I, I felt like I was able to, in, like I said before, kind of connecting with nature, like that's where I find like love and grace, right? And um, I feel like there's so many working parts. I mean, all of us as college students, right? We have a bazillion things to do. And I kind of like, I just go, like sometimes I'm just like, I go on autopilot and just go through the motions, right? And um, so a lot of ways I feel like I've been, my spirituality has been stunted because I like, like, I'm like, I just gotta finish this paper. Um, but yeah, through people though, and seeing other people's faiths and other people's, um, uh, like where they find love uh, and what they appreciate, you know, I, I think having those conversations and those intellectual conversations has really like, I, I guess, fostered a sense of appreciation. But I think for me personally, I haven't been able to explore much of my spirituality. Yeah. The burnout is real. Kenna's <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel that all the time now, uh, especially towards like the end of our like time here at Gonzaga mm-hmm. when things just get more real and more busy, you know, but not to say that spirituality isn't real to like each person or anything too. I used to meditate every day and now I meditate like once a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm not super religious either. So like my spirituality again relies more on like what McKenna was saying, going out into nature, mm-hmm. being one with like the environment and just like being absorbing it taking it all in and that's why i wanted to go into environmental studies and science field so i could like that would also reaffirm my own spirituality but also my own like uh moral code and everything like being being uh serving nature and the environment just putting dedicating your life to the service of environment the environment because we're all a part of it you know i think it's definitely made my spirituality more honest um i can just think back over my time here and like there have been a lot of instances of just you know being christian at gonzaga and like the different things i've been involved in um where i've had to like confront places where maybe i was being a bit performative um Mm -hmm. and i think through that tension and like keep saying tension um through confronting those things like it has kind of forced me to be a bit more honest within how i express my spirituality and like how i connect to god like it's kind of silly to look back and just be like oh wow yeah that's changed quite a bit um but i think in particular um like I came out as queer um, while I was here at Gonzaga, um, and that's an interesting thing when you're <laughs> Catholic, um, and you know that's something that has 
definitely influenced my spirituality. Um, despite all of my initial, like, ah, it's not going to change anything. <laughs> no, it's going to change things. Um, but it's kind of helped me to lean into what it looks like to be more genuine and honest in my spirituality because I think, like, it's intentional. Like, all of the differences and places of maybe disagreement, um, like, that's not an accident. Um, and by being genuine with that, I think it kind of, you, you get to experience a different kind of um God's love and God's creation. And I think that's something I've gotten to lean into a lot here at Gonzaga in a way that I don't know that I did before. Yeah. And, and I love everything that everyone's talking about. And thank you for like your honesty and vulnerability because I think it's it's really great and beautiful. And part of what I'm always like, I know that in some ways I represent institution here because I work here. Um, and... But one thing I, I will say that I do like about Gonzaga, and I think this is also true at a number of Jesuit schools, is that they do um, allow for some of this discourse to happen, right? They don't make everyone sign a statement of faith when they come and, like, <laughs> yeah. have to believe. Yeah. And, like, that's huge that you came here after your experiences, right? Because I didn't grow up Catholic, but I still had, like, different trauma in the church. And so it's such a big leap to, like, choose someplace. And, but I do want to talk about the tension thing, right? Because I think we all experience that in um, religious, political, other contexts. And so I, I just wonder, um, what is the benefit of tension that you've seen here in your time at Gonzaga and what has maybe been um, a pain point of tension like how would you look at that I can speak to a benefit really quick Um, one of the core curriculum courses we have to take is philosophy and we have to build arguments and we all that fun stuff, philosophy 101. And I think tension is a great way to actually use those skills and talk about difficult subjects that need to be spoken about. Mm -hmm. I feel like due to us having tension sometimes in the classroom or conversations on campus, it gives us an area to speak about things that should not be looked over just because we are uncomfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you're saying, uh, political issues, religious issues, socioeconomic issues, all those things are points of tension. But I feel like at Gonzaga, there's still points of tension, but that tension leads to open conversation. And that open conversation is necessary for change in the right direction. And I feel like we support that type of ideology of having these conversations and growing our, our sense of where we are as a society on these topics because it it should not be things that we avoid. We should embrace the tension that we get here. And I think it's great that honestly a campus like this provides it. Like like you're saying, we don't have to sign this this paper to say, hey, we're not gonna talk bad about this for some reason, because that just completely overlooks all the things that all the conversations we need to have that we're not having. Yeah, the tension being a good thing, I mean I think a lot of what you said definitely rings true in my brain. Um, I think that it's something that kind of forces you to look at the things that maybe aren't great um, and, you know, maybe not do something about it, but not just keep like, you can't just pretend like I yeah, it's, not, it's nothing, it's fine. Um, it does like these classes and the conversations that uh, you have and like conversations in the mission and ministry office um, and at uh, RCLCs, uh, they're small groups that we get to talk about some stuff that sometimes you don't talk about in normal everyday life. Um, and I think it does do a great job of bringing it to the forefront um, and helping you like actually think through those things without being like, ah, someone's going to get upset about this. Okay. Um, but it also, I think, gives you tools to kind of process tension and conflict Um, Like, I know personally, I can now look at an external problem with just like relationships or anything like that, using some of the tools that I've picked up through my spirituality to kind of process like, okay, well, why is this a problem? Okay, how do we solve the problem? Like, what's what's a good outcome here? Um, And that's something that 
I didn't really have before um, in the same way that I do now. Um, points of pain, though, I think there's definitely times when, like, even as much as we do talk about it more, I think because of the classes and the spaces we've created here at Gonzaga, I do think there are things that don't really get voiced so much, um, even still. And, you know, as much as it all kind of gets pulled up by the philosophy classes and all these conversations, sometimes it does start to feel a little bit like, oh, I have all these questions or all these points of tension um, that I'm picking away at. Everybody else seems to be doing just fine. What's going on here? (laughs) Um, So I think that is definitely um, something I could speak to there. Yeah. Oh, man. Craziness. Um, I don't know why I said that. I think I'm just, like, chewing on so much. Um, yeah, and it's like, okay, so I think being a non-religious person, um, I get a little bit wary when it comes to this idea of using your faith to justify um, discrimination. Um and in um, so like in having really tough conversations here here with all sorts of religious people, um, whether that be you know um, like Muslim, whether that be Christian, um, whoever. And I think um, especially like we talk about queerness, I'm also queer too. Um, I, I think that's where the like um, the tension I guess like that I'm like most exposed to or coming up against is um, there's this really like uh, actually never mind I won't talk about that but um, I just think Gonzaga does provide I think a lot of safe spaces and classes and other different pockets of our community to talk um, about these and kind of work through but also I think there needs definitely to be more of it um, in these conversations about whether that be race, whether that be LGBTQ plus issues um, and religion, um, I think could be voiced more, to be uh, honest. I don't have any of these types of conversations in any of my classes other than a social justice course or a women's and gender studies course. Like yeah. These conversations don't happen on campus and I very few times I can think of where I've had conversations like with this with my friends um I think too I think the tension is definitely an understatement a little bit um I know from a point of like like a Jewish perspective on campus I know that there's definitely I feel a sort of hierarchy between like um where how students identify and where students are at um like you know it's a catholic school so i'll mind you that like obviously like there are going to be heavy catholic themes mm-hmm. at, the, at the university but gonzaga has i feel like done a pretty good job of like and mission ministry too has done a pretty good mm-hmm. job of being really um trying their best to like just listen to what like students like want or need in in terms of like religiosity or like spirituality which is great because i mean we have all these events and like prayer spaces and i think that's been pretty good but i don't i think in terms more of spokane in general being a jew in spokane yeah um Um, you know even when you're just reminded of that every day but that's that's something i feel like that gives me like fuel Mm -hmm. because that my existence Angers people in this town, mm. which I think I find kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, um, so I don't know. I feel like Gonzaga has helped me with like my own spirituality and even like being more aligned with like certain Jewish um, like values. Mm-hmm. I think is something that I've definitely gotten here. Um, funny enough from a Catholic university. Yeah. um, There's definitely tension, I think, still, I think, a bit unresolved. And I don't know, people that I've met who seem to be pretty open-minded and pretty um, accepting of, like, who I am based on the surface level of of not, no, sorry, deeper than surface level, I mean, more than just seeing me as, like, a Jew more of like seeing me as like the whole person which is great one thing i want to 
highlight is like we're talking about these underlying tensions, maybe these personal tensions that we have. Mm-hmm. Where, like, what resources would you go to on campus, like, to say if you wanted to speak about this? Like, mission ministry is one of them, but like, mm-hmm. why? Like, why are you looking outwards? And do you feel like Gonzaga welcomes you, uh, especially with conversations we're not having? And like, do you feel like those are being, like, if you bring them up, and obviously some things are not being brought to light as best as others, like, do you feel like you're heard? And like, where do you go on campus to find those those places? I'll, I'll also talk more about the hierarchy thing just a moment and then I'll get to that. Um, but there have been just certain events that we've tried to host, like the Jewish club and certain things that like we've just tried to advocate for as Jews at Gonzaga that have not, that have taken pretty laissez-faire or just frankly not at all happened for us. Um, Sodexo sometimes refuses to make kosher food for us for our own retreat. Uh, which was a little weird. Mm. We asked for kosher chicken, and they said, no, you're getting fish. Um, yeah, mm. which was weird. And I know that's actually a problem that multiple cultural clubs have had, yeah. because I'm, I'm on the board of UACC, which is like the all the Union of Cultural Clubs. We uh, The Jewish Bulldogs just joined this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know for their, even their own events, and like Pat in the past, for even ISU has had some issues with Sodexos, like uh, making it more culturally accurate, representative, and like family recipe stuff, and dietary restrictions has been kind of an issue. I don't think that's more on Gonzaga, I think that's more on Sodexo, but mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and just, I mean, we're in basically a, an attic, like an annex of College Hall, you know, and that's, it's a pretty small, it's like a broom closet. We've like doubled or tripled in size just this year, and we can't fit everyone in that little room. I mean, we just got a, uh, a Torah as well mm-hmm. last year. Uh, I was one of the first students to see it, and Rabbi and I like opened it, and we got like an arc for it, which is like the box you put it in, mm-hmm. and uh, which was phenomenal. But it's, you know, it's taken so long, I think, just to get that through. And, um, but on, on your other point of finding, like, safe spaces to, um, to like, feel connected with or talk about it with, uh, there are so many faculty, Jewish or, or no, like, that are so, like, very understanding and give really good insight I know I felt sort of wavering in my own, like, identity within, like, being a student here, and just a matter of fact of that. And I've had, like, Rabbi Goldstein and, like, various other uh, staff members help me, like, have, like, serious talks with me about sort of feeling good about doing good here and about being, like, like, what I what I want to be, so. Thank you. Yeah, um, the first thing that jumped into my head was um, Janine Steer in Mission Ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, I was out to Janine before I was out to my family, um, which is kind of an interesting thing. Um, But just, I'm calling out Janine specifically because I think she's well known around for this, but um, honestly, I think most, if not all, of the people in the mission ministry office um, are all people that I'm like, I can talk to you about, like, this specific weird tension that would normally get me, like, some some weird side looks. Um, but, like, Janine specifically, I mean, I'm thinking about conversations that I've had with her about sex, about, you know, being queer in the church, about being like, hey, I don't know if I want to be Catholic anymore. Like, that's kind of a weird thing. Um, and, like, all of these things that I think voicing them in other spaces i'm just like ooh, maybe maybe we don't do that um but like i think gonzaga in general i mean i can think of some professors that i would also put in this um in this particular line of conversation um but specifically this office just i think they've done such a great job of 
making people feel heard. Um, mm. I think you said that earlier. Uh, making people feel heard and seen and like met where they're at as opposed to where they should be. Um, and that makes a difference in terms of feeling comfortable to come forward with something that is like heavy on your heart. Um, so yeah, that's, I think, definitely would, would name Janine and the Mission and Ministry Office in general. Um, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Janine and Rabbi Goldstein. They are some powerhouse of women, aren't they? Um, No, yeah, they're so flipping cool. I guess a place that I didn't expect, uh, nor uh, really, yeah, I was really kind of blindsided by that I would have kind of like um, spirituality healing is in tribal relations. And I briefly mentioned this before about this. I was a part of this like group um, that was helping with the um, commission, the sex abuse commission. So just for a little perspective, um, uh, there was some priests at Gonzaga who uh, were credibly accused, if not incarcerated for sex abuse here. Um, and Gonzaga published a commission report in response to this and what action steps and majority of these priests came from reservations up north and um, anyway long story short me and uh, my partner Miguel got into um, connection with tribal relations and are trying to think and workshop of some ways of what Gonzaga as a campus can do um, in order to help heal and in order to help take ownership of um, sex abuse. And um, yeah, I in, in, in that in so many ways, I've had to um, really analyze my relationship with um, Catholicism, right? Even though I'm not necessarily religious, I, because I was in like schooling for so long, um, there's no way that all like a lot of those values, you know, like worked into me, right? And so, um, yeah, and having really honest and uh, candid conversations with Wendy Thompson about faith and about my experience in doing this type of work has been really complicated. And um, yeah, I don't know. That was, it was so, it was so random. I was never think that this type of work that I would be doing, I would actually be finding healing and finding, um, I don't know, kind of finding uh, like hope and inspiration as well. uh, And feeling kind of this like very yeah, it's a spiritual experience, which I was not expecting whatever, uh, whatsoever. And we're creating this garden. There's these Tailman Gardens. Father Tailman was incredibly accused of sexual molestation. It's between DeSmet and Welch. We're getting those renamed to re, uh, repurpose that area. So that's really exciting. Um, and that's been healing. Long story short. Sorry, that was a quick little tangent on the side there. But yeah. No, that's awesome. And I, I love Wendy, Reverend Janine, and Rabbi Goldstein. Right. So that's, that's awesome to hear. Shout out to Miguel. Shout out to Miguel. <laughs> um, well, I'll start hitting the, the downwards on this bell curve here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I'm going to ask two more short real questions and we can just... Um, get them out there real real quick um but my first one is how does gu and their jesuit identity build character beyond religion we kind of went into this earlier and the values and um yeah actually i'll let you go first i'll let let everyone speak before i speak no i think you should speak first (laughs) i think you should give us some kind of framing yeah yeah okay well i'm going to do it now (laughs) so i think it's strive it the the values strive for us to look beyond ourselves and i think before i came to gu that was one thing that i struggled with is what can I do next? How is my success going to affect myself? Like mm. I want, I'm, I'm being selfish in the way that I think. And I think GU has helped me a little bit more to look at the people around me and who I can affect and what the things I'm doing, 
how they're affecting those people. And I feel like I wasn't having that personal conversation and I wasn't having that realization is that, um, you know, the things you do can affect the people around you. And one of the things Gonzaga strives to do is make an impact on your community. Um, and I felt like before Gonzaga, I was so enveloped in just making impact on myself mm-hmm. and not giving two shits about what would happen to the guy next to me. So um, I feel like I've opened my mind a little bit in that sense. And um, just through coursework and the people I've had conversations with and the groups that I've associated with, I feel like I can recognize that. Um, and I think it just bleeds into my spirituality a little bit more is that there's more to it than just me and like I need to recognize that and I feel like it's helped me as a person and the things that I do in the future I'm creating for myself is being kind to the people around me and looking at the things that I do affecting like the greater good mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome I think definitely in a, in a world where like materialism and this sense of like extreme individuality and like you know that all that all that jazz with capitalism and all that. But, mm. um, I think we often detach ourselves from the ideas of selflessness and instead shift it to selfishness. I think we have certain ideas that 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 are keen to us that we like um, that we try to adapt, but it's more for like self pleasure and not of how it benefits the whole. And I think in terms of spirituality, community, and definitively over from basically every practice I've ever seen or have witnessed is that community is the biggest thing. It is the overall one defining thing um, that makes spirituality or religion or a community, like uh, or religion just what it is, uh, whether that community can be defined in many different ways, whether that be like other people, like-minded people, or like even the environment, like your sense of place, like the community of, of nature, of where you reside is also, I think, a big important one. Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll leave it at that for now. The thing that jumped into my brain was the phrase contemplatives in action, because that's that's the big Jesuit thing is like, yeah, we're, we're going to be contemplative, but also we're going to do something about it. Um, and I think that is something that I like to think I've picked up quite a bit um, through Gonzaga specifically. Um, I mean, not just to recognize something, but to do something about it. I'm just thinking about you know, all of the... Um, tension and things that I've like had to reflect through, think through, pray on, um, to like get to a better place in my own spirituality. Um, and coming to realize like, I'm really lucky with where I'm at with my queerness and where I'm at in my communities, that that is something that's welcomed and not like being told, Hey, that's wrong. You're going to hell. Um, <laughs> cause you know, there are communities I've been a part of where that would have been a thing. Um, and I think that, you know, having the grace of that, um, something that I want to say Gonzaga has really formed me towards is saying, okay, I'm so blessed to have this. Now let's do something about it. Um, and trying to then make space for other people like me who are queer and struggling with faith or, um, just in general, um, that's something that I have kind of recognized like, oh yeah, this whole contemplatives in action thing is actually something I've kind of absorbed. Um, so I think that's definitely there. I also would say um, the emphasis on education of the whole person um, as a school in general encourages people to explore things they wouldn't normally explore. Um, and I think that is something I have very much appreciated um, because it has kind of encouraged me to become a more adventurous person um, and help me see things from different perspectives. Um, I think both of those are pretty significant ways that Gonzaga has influenced me. Yeah, um, just kind of echo what you guys have been saying about the Jesuit spirit being uh, critical and reflexive um, has totally, I think, for, um, 
Yeah, it's totally framed the way in which I've gained, uh, engaged with not only community members, but with what I'm studying. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and the idea of cure personalis, right? The care for the whole person has really uh, also given me time and space to uh, evaluate what that means for me, but also what it means for, yeah, everyone around me, right? Um, and whether that is going for a walk right out in nature or um, just doodling, I don't know. I think I think though those really beautiful values, I think um, gets disseminated down, uh, even if you are not religious like me. Um, yeah, and it's really been kind of like a gentle place to be. Um, and I don't know, I, I think like of it as like a little a little cradle in a way. Um, yeah, yeah, but also, yeah, addressing in the tension, but it can also be a place of violence or a place of trauma. I don't know. I, I don't know if I completely answered that question, but um, that's the best that I can do right now. <laughs> So, no, I think I think that was really awesome because I think it is like this interesting invitation into a way of being, even if like the church and even the people who wrote it themselves haven't done it perfectly. Like there's a way like we can all find ourselves in the story and Mm -hmm. um, kind of act from that. So, um, no, I think you guys answered it. Um, should we should we ask the one just for their peers who might hear this? That's what I was yeah. thinking would be the last question. Um, so last question here. How would you invite your peers to engage in their own spirituality or transcendence or self-discovery? How would you, what would be like a you could give me like a quick short paragraph. This is what I'd say to you. And it's what's worked for me. I think above all, be critical and mindful of your surroundings and people you surround yourself with. I think, you know, community is good and is the foundation of that spirituality, but you, I think you need a more, like, um, I guess, I don't know if worldly is the right term, because I know worldly is actually a term that's, like, misused a lot in different various faiths, but I think... Keeping an open mind above all else is the key to spirituality and just finding your place amongst like, like-minded people or people you feel comfortable with or in an idea you feel comfortable with. Uh, you know, it varies per person and per experience and situation. So anyway, everybody's story and ideas are different. So I don't know. I think keep doing with what you're doing if it makes you happy mm-hmm. uh, if, if you feel sense of fulfillment and fulfillment in others and people um, give you that too or just helping people gives you that as well I think that's that's it okay uh, yeah I would say um, ask a lot of questions lean into discomfort and don't be afraid to screw it all up um, I think that the way that people, but especially spirituality, um, grow is by, you know, taking the chance of messing it up to make a change. And maybe you look at something and you say, okay, maybe this isn't working. Um, maybe we do something a little differently and maybe you go right back to how you were doing it before. Um, but also there's always that chance that you'll discover something new about yourself or about your faith, about your community that you didn't know before that can be very precious and very beautiful. Um, so I, I think being willing to take the risk that you will be wrong, uh, but maybe you'll be right. <laughs> um, and it's just gonna like, let it change. Um, don't feel like it's gotta be one path in one direction. I'm gonna be honest again. I think I'm the wrong person to ask this question. <laughs> but, uh, but oh gosh, if I had to take a whack at it, right? Um, my first thought when you asked that, I was like, do a little dance, which is so I'm 100% weird. supportive of that answer. Yeah. I'm a big dancer. Right? I, if I'm ever stressed or something's <laughs> freaking me out, I just do I just do a little jig. Just do a little wiggle. Yeah, There's something so, about no, it. I'm 100%. 
I always, you, you can ask anybody that knows me, they'll, I'll say this phrase, I'll say, hey, look at this. And I'll just like, I'll do it right now. Oh, do it. I'll do it just a little, just a little just dance, right? Lips. I'll just do it, but it's a good stress reliever. It's totally, it's And like, totally. it just kind of, like, everyone's like, you know, you can take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. I just do a little dance. Do a little dance. <laughs> do a little dance. But I think it, it, it helps, at least me, be reflective mm-hmm. on the situation or what's going on right now. Yeah. And it's my take a breath. It's just do a little dance. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally provides a little bit of levity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also gets you outside of yourself, I think, a little bit. Um, because it's like you're doing something kind of ridiculous if you're sitting with really hard, heavy emotions. Um, but, oh, gosh, yeah, I don't know. But the people, I think we come back to this idea of community. I said spirituality is a very personal thing. Um, and it's a very, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a... It's a workshopping of yourself, but um, but at the same time, I I think for if you're listening, non-religious people out there, uh, I think just getting and just immersing yourself with everyone that is so not like you, um, I don't know. I think will just provide a lot of clarity to you as well. Um, I have no idea how you're going to explore your faith or explore whatever you want to, uh, but I hope you have fun with it and do a little dance. Do a little dance. Do a little dance. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, um, I don't really have much more to add. So I think let's just end it there. Uh, Let's uh, keep doing our little dances. That's right. Find senses of fulfillment and um, make mistakes. Life is about making mistakes. Make them early. Learn now. Grow. so I want to thank all of you for being here. Um, it's great to have this conversation. Uh, and I really appreciate it. So I'll end it there. Thank you all. And that was killer. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Thank you. That was fun. That was fun.